Welcome to Tales of Beautiful Feet, where we recount the stories of ordinary American Christians involved in taking the good news to a spiritually dark world. Listen and be challenged to go beyond what you've ever done before, beyond your comfort zone, so that others can come to know our Savior. We'll hear firsthand from those who've gone about the experiences they've had, the lives they've seen changed, and the way they've been changed themselves. And we'll tell you how you too can meaningfully participate in Jesus' great commission to the church. So grab a Bible and a notepad if you like, while we celebrate the verse that says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Hey everyone, thanks for listening today. In this uh, video, I want to, as we usually do, share with you one of the stories about the, uh, the mission work. Before I do though, let me just say thank you. Uh, for those of you who've been uh, partnering with us either in prayer or financially and to uh, helping us make this uh, uh, a full-time endeavor so that I can work with uh, uh, area churches and multiply the number of ordinary American Christians who take these trips, uh, you're making a difference and I appreciate it greatly. Um, hopefully in the next two months I'll be able to get to uh, be, have my support team fully raised or my partnership team fully, fully built and uh, this will be my full-time endeavor. Today I want to share with you um, a story from my own experience. Uh, I came back from my very first mission trip and uh, as you guys have probably heard me tell before, you know, just eyes wide open, I was amazed that an ordinary American Christian who didn't feel called to uproot the family, learn a language, move to another land and stay there, uh, really had a significant role to play in global evangelism in unreached places. So I came back just full of passion uh, about that until I went to work the week after I came back. And as I started trying to convey just the life-changing nature of the trip to some of my coworkers, one of them asked a question that just almost deflated me until I thought about it for a while. The question was this, as I described all the things we'd done, she said, yeah, but didn't you do anything humanitarian uh, on the trip? And I was like, it was a good thing. We were doing good things. Uh, but in her eyes, it was like I hadn't described anything worth doing. And so I reflected on that, and obviously what she was looking for was to hear stories of how we'd helped to dig a well for clean water in a village that didn't have it, or you know, built shelters or something along those lines. And we we didn't uh, we we had a medical camp uh, for a half day, but that was that was the extent of the purely humanitarian work that we did. And, and so I thought about it: what good if you are apart from uh, the Christian faith? What good did we do? And then I reflected on some of the societal problems that that particular nation face, faces. And they're largely, if you look un underneath, they're largely attributable to some of the doctrines of Hinduism. For example, um, we met uh, widows who were just astounded that we would take the time to talk to them. And the reason was that in that culture, 
if you're widowed, you're seen as being punished for bad karma, right? It's, it's the universe's way of working out something you might have done even in a past life. And so there's kind of a bad luck associated with it. So if you're widowed, it is the responsibility of your youngest son uh, to take you in and in response, in uh, uh, recompense for that, they inherit the family home. So the youngest son gets the home and has to take care of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, the widow. But what happens if you have no sons? Well, it's very unlikely in that culture that anyone else would take you in. And so widows who die without sons, um, they're often outcasts. And uh, no one wants to be closely associated with them because, uh, number one, if you alleviate the suffering of someone who's suffering for bad karma, uh, that's a bad thing. You're, you're hindering them in uh, obtaining a better uh, uh, reincarnation. And so you may incur bad karma for helping someone else uh, who is suffering. And so there's a disincentive to help people, particularly those who are seen as uh, really unfortunate or unlucky or uh, suffering from bad karma. Um, another example uh, is just that because of the implications of karma, there is a strict caste system. And so people, we met people working out in the fields who, who were regarded, they're not at the bottom rung uh, of the castes, but they're, they're pretty, if you're doing manual labor, you're pretty far down. And here we were, Westerners, who would stop and talk to them, and they were just uh, welcoming of that. And as we described that in the church, there's, there's all the things that divide us, Jew and Gentile, slave free, male and female, those are dissolved and we're brothers and sisters in Christ. That was a tremendously liberating idea. And that you would be part of a, uh, of a church body that was dedicated to, to taking care of the needs of their members was just a, a revolutionary thought. For us to go and spread Christianity and the Christian worldview and Christian values, even if you didn't believe in the legitimacy of the religion, we're doing humanitarian good by promoting Christian values over the values that result from Hinduism. And so I just wanted to leave that as a quick thought for you today. Uh, look forward to talking to you in my next video update. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tales of Beautiful Feet. For more information, for questions or comments about today's programs, or to learn how you can participate in these adventures in global evangelism, please email me at beautifulfeet at protonmail.com. Beautifulfeet at protonmail.com.